WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. COVID has devastated the elderly in many ways. In addition to the higher number of deaths, the isolation it causes makes them especially vulnerable to depression and anxiety, as well as cognitive and physical decline. Edie Rubinowitz looks at the way some organizations are addressing this problem. Inhale one leg up and let's do little rotations with the ankle pointing those toes. This is a Zoom bingo size class, a combination of bingo and exercise. A group of seniors are watching from home, imitating the instructor Paul Schakowsky's moves and playing virtual bingo. After each exercise, Schakowsky pulls a post-it from a bag and holds it to his camera. Okay, so we have our number nine. Lucky number nine. Bingo! Oh my God, congratulations! (laughs) Most of the participants know each other from before COVID. They went to an adult day program in Vernon Hills, run by Universal Metro Asian Services. When the group learns it's Pravish Koshreta's 78th birthday, they break into song. Happy birthday! Months ago, when COVID first hit and the center closed, Pravish and her senior citizen friends couldn't see each other. They were beginning to feel adrift. Then the center moved classes online. Pravish describes the first time meeting with the group virtually. Faces were beaming with joy. And, you know, we were happy to see each other. We were happy to meet each other. This class may sound lighthearted, but what these seniors are doing could be key to their physical and mental health. Studies say seniors who are isolated and lonely have a 50% higher chance of dementia, a 29% increased risk of coronary heart disease, and a 32% higher chance of strokes. Roseanne Cochran manages counseling services for the Council for Jewish Elderly. Shortly after the shelter-in-place policy, they started teletherapy, now covered by Medicare and insurance. They were able to keep treating most of their clients. She says to them, it's often a vital lifeline. We're really concerned about identifying more passive death wish, uh, more of kind of a laissez-faire attitude about, well, you know what? If I have to live this way, I don't know how long I want to go on like this. Cochran says it's hard to live without touch and close interaction with loved ones. In sessions, therapists focus on resilience and helping seniors connect with others, often through technology. Cochran's in a fight against decline, mental, cognitive, and physical. Many of our older adults are not getting out for physical therapy, not getting to the doctor, not going out for coffee with friends, not going to the senior center. They're just walking and moving less. I I see people here who I used to see who were healthy people. I saw people who used to be on, on walkers and canes, and now they're in wheelchairs. That's Dick Scheiberly. The 87-year-old veteran is in a senior citizen's home in Skokie. Like many seniors, this has been a frustrating time of so many limitations. Dick's angry that he can't go out, especially to his favorite places, like the museum where he volunteered for years, or Portillo's. And he misses his friends coming by to take him to the nearby IHOP for pancakes and conversation. He's not sure he'll ever get to those places again. Time is not on my side. Time is done on my side. 
That's the reason I want to do things when I can, while I can. And the time may come where, where this may not be able to be possible anymore. That's the reason I want to do it now. But uh, I can't do it because of the restrictions here and the, uh, all the damn rules and regulations. Lydia Teresa is a volunteer with Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly. She has been visiting Dick for three years now. They used to decorate his room for the holidays. She'd bring over his favorite foods on her way home from work. They'd watch TV and chat. And he loves to talk about uh, old movies. He knows every actor and actress's name and who was the director and blah, 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 and what year and all this stuff. So he, he, we would have conversations like that. But because of COVID, Lydia couldn't visit for months. The facility only recently allowed patio visits, mostly with immediate family. Lydia's just been able to visit Dick once. She's on the wait list for another visit, but they talk every week. Lydia is one of hundreds of volunteers with Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly. The organization is training staff to screen seniors for mental health needs and taking a survey of seniors about what tech help they need. Because with technology, seniors have a lot more access to the outside world. They can join free classes like Crafternoon or a book club at the Riverside Library, maybe a meditation class or an improv class for people with Alzheimer's. But access is a problem. Sometimes seniors really can only use a phone. Deborah Hammond is a Catholic charity social worker based on the West Side. She does online teletherapy and senior check-ins and says some elderly don't have computers or strong or even any internet. Seniors in the past may have been going to senior sitters or some of the libraries to use computers or laptops and um, hotspots. Those may not have been available to them or they, or they were in senior apartments where they couldn't go down to the senior centers. So in that case, it may have been difficult for them to um, even access some of that kind of equipment. All of the organizations I spoke with worry about the digital divide. The state of Illinois is trying to help, providing some of the elderly with senior-friendly iPads and tablets. Back at the bingo size class, Pravish says the virtual gatherings help. That depression is not here. We are so much lively and we will not allow the depression to enter our zone. Exactly. I'm Edie Rabinowitz. Thank you all for joining.